There's no place that I'd rather be than right here. My and we are back. Eric, he is Paul. We are the Fat Packs and this. It's Beckett Radio. What's up, Paul? Saw, dude. Saw. How you doing, man? Man, I am pumped. You're pumped? We got a packed show. We got a fat packed show today. We got today. a fat packed show, indeed. It is, uh, it's going to be a fun one. Absolutely. But before we get into all that, I need to tell you about that song you heard in the background. You need to tell me something. Because uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell my counselor. Uh, Johnny Russell. Uh, I, whew, man, I don't, Does he I don't know even, Johnny Appleseed? I don't even know uh, what to say about this song. Uh, Rednecks, White Socks, and Blue Ribbon Beer. It was um, on his 1973 album of the name of the same name. Uh, yeah, there you go in the background. Uh, man. Yeah, that's a that's a doozy right there. That, yeah, they've been yeah, man. It's uh, been a start to the year, that's for sure. Let, let me tell you something. 1973. You want to guess how 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 high that top oh, the charts? At? Oh, sure, it's top five. Yes, top four. Yeah, there you go. That is how music has changed. Is is crazy. It is crazy. Top four, 1973. It just shows you how out of it the people were in the 70s right <laughs> you, know what, you know what i love about the 70s what the volleyball uniforms you ever flip through a 1970s <laughs> yeah. uh high school volleyball was, was yeah. where it's at and then you got stuff like rednecks white socks blue, blue ribbon beer man well crazy th- that was our uh <laughs> that was our song this week uh, our fan selected uh intro song let me tell you, uh, that's never going to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, I do like your interaction with that. I'm going to tell you who picked that song in just a minute so you can all inundate him with hate mail. Yes. And, jeez, uh, give me some filler while I do this, right? Uh, well, I don't know. Paps, Paps Beer 8. All right. Paps well, there you go. That that it might explain a lot of things. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> uh, he loves Paps Paps. Uh, Paps Blue Ribbon Beer. That he does. He loves it. He does. I and, bet he uh, lives in Colorado. Yeah, happy birthday to him. He, oh, it's his it birthday was, today? Yeah, it was his birthday last uh, the, well, the last week coming up. Okay. But, uh, you know, uh, recent winner on on Twitter as well. Oh, cool. So, uh, All yeah. right. Well, good deal. I, you know what? I do enjoy the fan interaction. I, I enjoy them picking the songs. But uh, if, if someone doesn't pick a hip-hop song soon or, you know, at least at least a pop song. Something relevant. Has, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to reevaluate this whole song picking thing. But, uh to my word, you I, did. I, you you did. I said you picked the song and we'll play it. You did, just like you did Harry Carey last week. Uh, Robert O'King. What? Oh yeah, yeah. Harry Carey for the the thing. The thing yeah, you you that. honor your man your word. You are. But uh, we are definitely cueing the Drake going out of this week. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is, uh, for sure. This is that, that that's definitely happening. All right, man. Um, you know what? This is usually where I ask you about new products and pricing, and I'm gonna ask you, but I know what the answer is. It's like everybody took a vacation. They were busy during the holidays, and they came out of it and said, well, you know what? We're not really going to put a whole lot out this week. So there really isn't a whole lot to report. uh, Now, next week, there's some stuff on the horizon. Next week? Yeah, I think what they're doing is they put some good stuff out with the optic and a couple national treasure releases and the racing national contenders. It's just saturated right now. So I think they're giving it a week or two to... uh, to die down like, you know, like, it, uh, like your son said nothing to report there nothing to report there nothing to report there yeah so oh. son you're seven so what did you do in reading class today nothing to report dad i'm like <laughs> oh man 
Way too early for that. <laughs> Ryan, right? Ryan. Ryan, yeah, way too Good early job, for that. Good job, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> I, I like the way you uh, you pulled that off. That's not going to work in the future. I just want you to know that. <laughs> You're going to have to come up with something better. But uh, You're going to be writing report. those reports, yeah. not telling me there's nothing to report. There's nothing to report, <laughs> Dad. That's pretty funny. All right, on the pricing side of things. What you got? What you got? I got Black Diamond Black Diamond Hockey's done. All right. Uh, I, All right. If you're listening to this today, Thursday, January 12th, I pre-priced Trilogy today. Okay. Okay. All right. So what pre-pricing is, and something we're trying uh, in Beckett Media at, uh, in the pricing department, yep. is we're gonna we're gonna give it our best guess that that first you week, know, week, week or so that's week, out, right? Week, yeah. week or so that's out, and uh, we're still using market data, but before we actually say, hey, this is it, it's it's our best our best. I don't want to call it a guess because it's not a guess. It's our best estimate of what's happening based on that market. Data. Right. Yeah. So, you know, er, the early uh, what do they call them in the elections? The early precincts the are early back. Polls. The early polls are back. The yeah. Early polls. So um, here's the thing with that, and I, I think I, I feel like I need to say this because I think there's a lot of people out there who uh, don't know this or maybe don't understand it. What do, you, you you and I know this, and you know there are smart people out there who who see and know that the the first sales of products are going to be the highest for yeah for the most part out of the gate you're going to you're going to see a jump in sales and or you know aftermarket sales or secondary market the secondary market you're going to see that stuff there and uh, it's going to you're going to get you know your highest your highest sales there the thing to remember there is uh, the term market correction Yes. Okay. That is a good term. That is a good term because a week and a half to two weeks later, there's going to be a nice little drop on that kind of stuff. There is, so yeah. Because initially, you know, those first few that are sold are sold to the guys that the big PC people. Sure. You know, the ones that I got to have it, I got to have it, I got to have it. And, you know, there's the, those first five or ten people want them. And they're, there's usually a, like you said, there's usually a, a premium paid on yeah, this. Exactly. But it does not reflect the entire market for right. what that card's going to be. Exactly. Uh, it's it's hard to price things off of, especially bigger cards, off of four cells, you know, right. five cells. It's, it's it's tough. It is tough. Now, a perfect prime example of that was this morning when you were you were over at my desk and we were having a conversation about one Mr. Austin Matthews. The man. Uh, we're having a little hockey talk. Here. Yeah. What's going on, Francis? How are you, sir? Yeah. Man, I hope you're doing good. I, I got to tell you, uh, I, I'm about to finish off the last of those squish candies, and uh, I, I'm on my final bag. Then you took forever to eat those, I'm man. I'm sad. Bro. I was gone, they man. Were, I had to like relish them. They were so good. <laughs> man, uh, I, c- I couldn't even do it, man. Yeah, I, ate them all. <laughs> I know. You told me your story. Yeah. Um, but we were we, we were looking at an Austin Matthews card from Trilogy, uh, autograph number two ninety nine. Uh, first sale I so- showed you, seven hundred and twenty eight dollars. Yes. Sounds about right for an Austin Matthews new yeah, product. Yeah. Somewhere in that that price range. Yeah, for Next sure. Next sale I showed you, seventy five cents. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that happens. Wow. <sighs> Uh, obviously, you know, it was a bad sell. We, right. we, we didn't report it. But if uh, I, Eric Norton, were to take that information and price the the autograph from a two-cell piece of information, right. took the average, it was $360 was the value of that card. Right. Which, or on the low end, anyways. And uh, that would have been wrong. Very wrong. So don't murder us uh, via forum forum questions and, and direct emails like you don't know what you're doing yada yada yeah we do we've been doing this for 30 years you kind of <laughs> the person that doesn't know what they're doing is the person who sold it for 75 yeah, cents that that's the person that doesn't know what they're doing um clearly something happened yeah, there clearly clearly something happened uh there 
All right, man. There, there was nothing, nothing to report. Nothing, man. Nothing. You know, tops now is pretty, pretty, you know, pretty much wrapped up for the baseball season. Sure. Uh, Panini Instant's going strong with their football, still pumping that stuff out. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of playoff. You know, there's been a lot of playoff cards, and there's going to be more stuff for the Super Bowl and the Pro Bowl, and we got all that coming up here soon. Um, but yeah, not not a whole lot going on in that in that realm of things right now. So. Um, a couple of days ago, the fish was still available. Sure. So if you want to get that for for half a mil, you can do that. Ah. So. I don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Yeah, I mean. I don't want to do that. All right, let's set up the show and then get to a break. Okay. Let's do it. So the f- we re- I want you guys to know we recorded both of these interviews yesterday. Just as w- we time permitted, that's how we had to do it. Joining us first was uh, Craig from Legend Lockers. Yep. Dot com. Uh, great product. Great. Uh, kind of innovative way to collect yeah and, good concept uh, good, yeah real good concept really highly encourage you guys to go check that out Ooh, i think that was my first time in courage this year it was uh go check that out legend legendlockers.com See, just sign up there's it doesn't cost you anything to free to sign up just sign up play around on there see what's going on uh then while you're doing that listen to the interviews coming up next and yep. see why you should definitely Check that out and give it a give yep. it. A, he'll give, give it you the in, yeah. He'll give you the ins and outs. Uh, we're we're gonna have a uh, like I said. We'll mention this later on as well. But uh, gonna have a, a giveaway with that interview uh, intertwined with the interview for some store credit there. So or some site credit. So that's gonna be fun. Yep. Uh, second interview is one that I'm really excited about for Paul, and uh, you'll you'll understand why when you hear it. Yes, uh, you will. <laughs> David Wright joined us, uh, the builder joined us for his first segment of 2017 and uh when we we talk about building we talk about building just the gnarliest set ever the 1991 tops baseball set with its 90 million variations and 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 some surprises at the end man that we talk about so that'll be cool some real surprises at the end you want to make sure you're sticking around for both of those and then bill dumas is joining us in our final segment to give you a preview of the industry summit coming up very shortly. It's just around the corner, man. It is, man. April will be here soon enough. It will. It feels like April right now it outside. It doesn't feel like April. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like freaking 80 degrees outside. Yep, 80 degrees today. Oh, my goodness gracious. Go mid-January. Oh. Can so, I, sorry, look, Francis. I know it in mid-80s <laughs> up there in Canada. Look, if I have any uh, friends out there who are the praying type, can you pre- please join me? In prayer and asking Jesus for a winner. <laughs> just for a winner. Texas. <laughs> Can we have a little bit of now, winter in Texas? The problem is it'll be so many casualties because we can't handle winter down yeah, here, we, man. We had a little bit of ice the other day. It took me almost three hours to get home. Oh, mercy me. Because we don't have sand trucks. Yeah, we have one dude named Bob. He drives it around. He just <laughs> yeah, I, but he, yeah, but he's like that guy in office space. I don't think he's on payroll, so I don't yeah. think he cares. <laughs> Gosh, man, a little bit of winter would be nice. All right, that's the first segment. And we're gonna we're gonna jump right into these interviews. I think you guys are really gonna enjoy the show. It was a lot of fun recording yesterday. So uh, yeah, just check out Legend Lock. Go check out. Go to www.legendlockers.com uh, right now before this interview starts. Yep. And check it out while you're listening to the interview, and then just start having fun with it. Yeah, man. And let us know. Let us know what you find. Let us know if you like it. Give us some feedback. Yeah, definitely do that. Definitely do that. All right. All right. Um, that's the first segment. You guys hang tight, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Sean Bender with Still City Collectibles, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. And we are back from that quick break. Joining us on the phone right now is uh, 
The legend. The, yeah, the legend. <laughs> He's Craig from uh, Legend Lockers. It's a uh, it's an interesting collecting experience that uh, we wanted to shed some light on. Craig contacted me late last year and said, "Hey, you, you guys want to get together and do a do a promotion or an interview or something for the radio show?" And the answer was absolutely yes, I do. Uh, but we are booked through the end of the year, so let's make this happen in January. And uh, he's joining us today. Uh, I guess it's our – is he our – no, he's not our first official interview of 2017 because we had the guy last week. Right. But uh, this he's is the first – Number two. This is, not, this is the first, like, sports cards-related official interview there you of go. 2017. So, Craig, thanks for joining the show. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, and thanks for the wonderful, wonderful introduction. That was something. Um, everything's going great. That's awesome. Now, tell us a little bit uh, about who you are and how long you've been involved in the hobby. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm someone who's been a, a lifelong fan and a, and a collector and uh, have kind of wavered in between being a collector and a dealer. Uh, I was an exhibitor at the national conventions kind of in the heyday of the hobby in the late 80s, um, one in Anaheim, one out in Atlanta. And over the years, I've kind of backed away from the hobby a little bit, um, and obviously with the website jumping back into it with both feet. Uh, you know, I really witnessed an evolution of the hobby. Uh, you know, I remember uh, thinking what audacity Upper Deck had when they introduced the $1 pack back in 89. Um, <laughs> and it's just crazy to, you know, see how much the hobby has changed and grown since then. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is true. It, is, it has definitely grown. That $1 pack in 89 was uh, was uh, earth-shattering for a lot of people. and. Yeah. And now look where well, we're at. <laughs> and if you remember, the selling point was that the cards had a hologram on them. That was that's right. what made it worth a dollar a pack. A hologram, not a, not a jersey, not an auto, a hologram. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Good stuff. All right, so Legend Lockers, that's what you yeah. do now. How did that happen? How that how that come about? You've been in and out. So so where did this idea come from? Right. So. Um, where the idea, originally our site was your basic subscription model. Um, collectors would go on, tell us a little bit about the cards they like to collect, and once a month they would get, you know, hence the name Legend Lockers. They'd get a nice looking box in the mail, um, you know, usually with a with a nice shiny BGS 9.5 or 10 in it, um, and that evolved. Um, and and the reason we we got off that model. Um, was it was missing a few elements. The, the main one being it was it was just too slow of a process for today's collector. Um, you know, a lot of collectors they want that instant gratification, whether it's ripping a pack or, or joining a break. Um, as I had kind of gotten more involved with the hobby, uh, I was mesmerized by the whole breaking industry and, and mentality of it. And as I looked at it, I realized you know it was still missing a few things. One, there was the real possibility you could go in and come away empty-handed. Um, you know it wasn't quite on demand. You had to sit around and say, okay, this break starts at 7 o'clock on Thursday night. Got to make sure I get home from work on time. It could be expensive, and it was missing one key element, which is what I loved and what I got into collecting as a child, was you couldn't trade with your with your friends or with other collectors. Um, so that's that's when I decided, made the decision to transition over into the model, which we have now. Um, we kept the name Legend Lockers, um, but it's a completely different product than what what it was when we started the site. That, all right. That that makes a lot of sense. Now, did you go? Did you go through some growing pains there? Uh, find some difficulties other than the, other than it not being quite on demand. Did you have any kind of like hiccups that, you know, customers were maybe maybe uh, complained about or anything like that? Um, you know, not really. I, I wouldn't really call it a complaint. Um, you know, it was just my experiences as a collector and just seeing what was going on. You know, 
just regular inquiries, you know, when, you know, how often do you send out your cards? When do they, you know, when can I expect them? So when we decided to make the switch, really the growing pains, that's, that's when they came, um, you know, trying to work with web developers who didn't understand the hobby. Um, you know, I came to the realization that, um, this site needed to be built by a collector, and that's when I made the decision to, to design the site and, and, and build it myself. And leaning on our members, you know, for ideas on what, you know, what they wanted from the site, um, you know, reaching out to collectors, that's how we were able to, to develop a site that catered to those collectors. Um, and really the biggest growing pain that we continue to have uh, is explaining the site because it is unique and be, because it is a new concept um, you know, we have to invest some time into reaching out to collectors, explaining exactly what it is you can do on our site. And once that light bulb goes off, uh, by and large, they love the idea and they jump in and, and, and really have a good time on there. Now, that, that I, I can attest to that. I, I created an account last week and got on there and played around a little bit. Um, there wasn't much on there at the time, but we got an email from you guys saying, hey, it's, it's all stocked up and loaded now. So I, I went back on there and checked it out. And you guys had some pretty interesting uh, some packs to be bought um how, so walk us through how collectors can buy packs on the site i mean it, it's pretty simple it's pretty straightforward i think but just for the novice out there absolutely so um when you go onto our site there's there's the packs page um and what that is these these are virtual packs you, we're not actually mailing you a physical pack that you tear into we're not repacking anything um, they're packs in the virtual sense, but they're they're real cards that we store securely on premises. And there's different themes. So um, you know, for example, right now, uh, you know, two of the most popular teams out there are the Cubs and the Warriors in the in the NBA. You know, Cubs in Major League Baseball, obviously, and the Warriors in the NBA. Uh, so you can jump on there now, and you could, for example, buy a Cubs pack. And what you'll get in that Cubs pack is it's a guaranteed hit. Uh, you know, a relic, an auto, short print. Uh, of a Chicago Cubs player. Um, you know, there's, you know, not to expose too much of what's in there, but, you know, there's some immaculate jerseys in there, some national treasure, some autos. So you're going to get exactly what you're looking for. Um, as far as funding your account, we have two ways. Primarily, it's, it's you, know, what you'll, you know, we can log on with your PayPal and, and make a deposit into your account, and you can start ripping packs instantly. Um, the other thing we've offered that we just started is if you're a little tight on cash or you don't have a PayPal account, um, we do have the ability where we have uh, offers where you can take, we have a third party that we partner with where you can take a survey or answer some questions and they'll give you a cash reward that gets deposited right into your Legend Locker's account. But by and large, it's, it's just your typical, you know, you, you just want to do a deposit either with a credit card or via PayPal and it gets credited instantly to your account and you can, you can get started right away. Man, that is cool, and I will be starting after this uh, after this <laughs> podcast. That's all. That's a great idea. So, so who who puts these packs together? Like, how do how are they composed? Uh, sure. So I do. The, the number one driving force behind the packs is you know w- number one. I'm looking for value. Um, so where we source our cards, you know, sometimes you know, not to take any of the mystique away from this. Sometimes it's as simple as us finding good deals online from the popular sites. Um, sometimes we're going to local sellers. We're we're digging through classified ads. We're making deals um, on single cards. We're buying out people's collections. Um, we're negotiating with with local shops. Whatever we can do to deliver value, um, and we're also keeping an eye on who the popular players are. Like the example I just gave, who the popular teams are. But but 
without a doubt, the number one thing we're looking to is we're looking to do is find value for our members. Once we have our hands on inventory, that's where we're looking through it. Okay, what do we have? Um, what kind of themes can we build on? Who are the popular teams right now? Uh, we're going into the NFL playoffs, so in the upcoming days, you know, we're probably going to put an NFL playoff pack in where all of the hits are going to be from the teams that are currently in the playoffs. You know, probably after this weekend, the final four teams. Um, just this past weekend, we stumbled into a portfolio of National Treasures baseball. So we had, I believe, 30 or 35 NT baseball hits up there. Uh, they sold out fast. Um, they went for, you know, they went out, I think in 12 hours we were sold out. Um, wow. We put them out on a Friday night. They were gone the next day. Um, so, um, but the people that bought those packs, they were wildly happy with them. Everybody came away with, you know, a, a relic or an auto or a numbered short print, and it was exactly what they were looking for, and they got their hands on them instantly. Man, that's great. I, I looked at yeah. that. Did I, you look at that? I looked at Did that. Did you I buy was, anything? I didn't buy anything okay. because uh, my mother-in-law's in town, uh, so I, I couldn't justify it. Right. <laughs> I, I might have, you. you know, I probably needed to use that money to get away a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, people people complain about mother-in-laws, but it's it, it's the always go-to universal excuse for anything. So It is. That's anyway. true. That is very true. But she actually is in town. She's a very sweet woman. So. <laughs> And off air. (laughs) And she's not going to listen to this episode. Yeah. All right. uh, Tell us what else we can do on your site other than uh, buying the packs and ripping them open virtually right now, uh, real-time collecting. What else can uh, users do on your site? Absolutely. So this is this is the this these features I'm going to tell you about. This is what really I'm most proud of, and and what I think really sets us apart is um, first of all, when you sign up for the uh, site. Um, you can get what's called your locker, and that's you know that's basically where your collection, where all the cards you purchase on the site or obtain on the site, go in. And along with that, you're basically getting a free storefront. Um, you get a personalized URL that you can you know you can use as your profile on Instagram, or you can share with your friends. Um, that'll take other web visitors directly to your collection on there. From there, um, you have the ability to trade cards in your collection on the site. So let's say you're a Golden State fan and you're looking for a Steph Curry uh, relic and you have you know, some National Treasures baseball in your collection on there. You can propose a trade um, to someone on the site that has the cards you're looking for. Let's say they have that nice shiny Steph Curry. If that other member accepts the trade uh, on the site, your cards instantly swap collections right then and there. There's no more worrying about who sends first. You know, can you send me the card? Um, it has a dinged corner. I never got it. I sent you my card. You didn't send me yours. All that's gone. They're, they're transferred instantly into your collection. Um, the other features that we have is we have expiring offers. There's two ways to, to sell or buy a card on there uh, from someone's collection. If you're the buyer, you can send uh, what's called a binding offer. So if you have a card in your collection on there that I'm crazy about, I can send you a binding offer which says, okay, I'm going to give you $20 for that card. That money gets deducted from my account right there on the spot. But as the buyer and the person making the offer, I have the option on the site to say, this offer expires in two hours. You're on the clock. Within those two hours, the person can consider the offer hit accept. As soon as they accept it, funds get transferred, cards get transferred, the deal's done. The other part of it is what's called a non-binding offer. So I can say to you, I really like that card. I don't have the money in the account right now, but I think I'm going to offer you $30 for that card. 
at that point, the seller of the card, the person who has it in their collection, can say, that sounds like a good deal. I'm going to put you on the clock now. You have the next six hours or the next 24 hours um, to make that deal good or it automatically expires. So really what that does is that allows cards to transfer again, gets rid of all the problems most collectors face, which is, okay, I cut a deal with someone. I never got paid. I never got the card. Or this person made me an offer, but I don't really think they're serious. I'm probably wasting my time you know, trying to work something out with them. And then really the essence of the site is you have the ability to ship your cards, and that's fantastic. So you build a collection uh, on the site. You have 10 cards in your collection on there. You can go in, maintain your collection. You click on which cards in your, in your collection you want to take physical possession of. You hit Submit. Uh, we have a very affordable shipping rate. It's three ninety nine flat rate, whether you're shipping one card or shipping 50 cards. And uh, you have them uh, on your doorstep, the physical cards, within a few days. We usually ship next business day. Um, so, again, these are real cards. Um, you know, they're, they're bought, traded, and sold online, but these are real cards that you do actually own. Wow, that's um, pretty And then cool. the other part of it is, of course, you can, um, you, can you know, if you – want to ship, you can ship to other people too. So if you happen to sell a card on, that you own on there somewhere else and you need to ship it to someone other than yourself, you have that option as well. Wow, that's a great concept. I like that a lot for sure. Um, so as far as these lockers that you have, like is there are limitations on how many items you can, you can put in your locker to sell? Um, you know, limitations to transactions that you can have in a certain time period, anything like that? No, um, you know we've had we've had some some members build up some pretty uh, substantial collections. You know, um, there's no hard limits on anything. Um, so I, you know, I, I, just going off memory, we shipped off close to 100 cards to one uh, member a couple weeks ago. Um, so no, you can you can build up a, a pretty a pretty nice collection there pretty quick. So um, to answer your question, no, there are no limits. No, it's okay. Perfect. So whatever. Um Let's see, moving right along here. So what are some of the bigger, bigger pulls that you've, that you've seen on the site? Sure. So, um, you know, with that, um, you know, one of the things some people love about breaks and, and some people get a little bit frustrated by is you're always kind of chasing that big hit. So in our packs, as I mentioned earlier, we're, we're really pushing value. So um, if, if a member is, is coming into our site looking to hit that home run and just knock one out of the park and – you know, buy a $9 pack and pull a $200 card, um, you know, we might not be that for you. Um, but what we will do is we'll, we'll push great value nonstop, and we're completely transparent. If you go to our Instagram feed or our Twitter feed, you're going to see the cards posted instantly as soon as they're pulled from packs. So you'll know exactly what kind of cards are going out. Um, but that said, you know, we do throw some great inventory in there. Um, you know, I remember uh, we had a Joel Embiid one out of one of one go out uh, in one of our basketball basketball packs a while back. Um, we had a real nice Addison Russell on card auto uh, go out of our National Treasures packs a few weeks ago. Um, so there's great cards in there. Um, right now, we we just went live with a Panini Origins pack. Uh, that Origins set is nice. And in those packs, we have a little bit more variance as far as what you can expect in there. Um, there's some real nice on-card autos. And what's funny is we'll go on our Instagram or our Twitter feed on social media, and we'll put teasers out there once in a while and, and maybe show a preview of what's sitting in our pack. So if you keep an eye out there, you might get some hints as far as what some of the higher-end stuff you might pull are. That's cool, man. I love that set. 
Yeah, I love that yeah. set. They are great looking cards. I mean, it looks exactly like Inception, but sure, it's nice. It's a good set. <laughs> <laughs> they are great. They are great. You know, I we you know, when we scan in these cards and and get them ready, I'm like, yeah, maybe I could just throw this one in my PC. You know, and <laughs> yeah, you don't have to have all of them, but um, so, this, so far we've been able to resist that temptation. Now, Craig, do you have a PC? Do you collect something specifically? You know, I I when I. W- Way back in the Stone Age, when I was when I was real big into this, I had a, a PC that was mostly uh, mostly vintage baseball. That was always my soft spot. Um, you know, to this day, um, you get any 1955 Topps baseball in front of me, I'll, I'll I'll turn right back into a to a teenager again and just go nuts over it. Um, but now, um, you know, I, I do have a PC. Uh, nothing crazy, nothing like I used to have. Um, I'm more likely to give it to one of my kids. Um, you know, if I see something cool. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if I see that real something, something, uh, something special, I'll, I'll throw it. And I, I, I have a little bit of a pl- personal collection, but not like I used to. Very nice. Very nice. Now you've mentioned, uh, Twitter and Instagram a few times. Uh, can you give our listeners your handles so they can find you? Absolutely. So fortunately, uh, legend lockers is our Twitter is our handle across all social media platforms at this point. No one, no one grabbed it before us. Nice. Very, um, very so you nice. can find us on it. We do most of our damage on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you know, at risk of sounding like a cheap commercial or, or trying to solicit follows, uh, please follow us because we move fast. Like I mentioned, um, you know, we had a couple months ago, we came across uh, a, a collection of Kobe Bryant relics and we, we scanned them, got them posted to the site and we gave our Instagram followers first dibs on them. Um, we, we sent a, a message out to our Instagram followers and it was like, uh, you know, piranhas in a feeding, feeding, uh, feeding frenzy. So definitely follow us. You get first alerts when we drop new packs. And, uh, when we come up with something special, they go quickly. I mean, really quickly. And we're always open to input and ideas from our followers. So please, please follow us. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we're out there. Um, and it's, it's, um, you know, it's fun on there. You see the cards, and what's what's really cool about it is, you see a card. You know, someone uh, rip a card out of one of our packs, and you like it. Um, you don't have to try to reach out of them on, on, to that person on social media and try to get the card. You can go right to our site, and it'll be available on the marketplace, and you can make an offer right there on the spot and get it into your collection. I mean, I I love nothing more on our site than seeing someone join the site, get some cards make a trade with someone, get the cards they really like uh, for themselves, and then ship the cards to the, you know, have the cards shipped to them physically. I, I get a kick out of it, and um, the best way to do that is to follow us. That's that's very awesome. All right, guys, you make sure that you're out there following uh, Legend Lockers because it's legit. I'm telling you, I went on there and played around. It's legit stuff. You should go do it. Sounds fantastic. I'm, what a great concept. That is one half of the Fat Packs endorsement because – uh, Paul hasn't checked it out yet. I haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, I'm gonna have to fill out some surveys to get some cash into my account, though. But uh, yeah, we just uh, we just we just threw up a, one thing I didn't mention is we we've always got giveaways going. Um, right now, I think we have a speaking of origins, I think we have a Tom Brady origins up there, um, free giveaway. So whoever wins it randomly gets it added to their collection right away. Next giveaway gets fired up immediately. Very cool. Very cool. Now uh, with that. I'm going to announce that we are going to have a uh, Legend Lockers themed giveaway here for Beckett Radio. Uh, at my desk right now, I have a quad jersey of Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, who else is on that card? Ezekiel Elliott, Derrick Henry, and... Uh, Man, I went blank on yeah, that. Yeah, two other guys. It, it's a quad. It's from National Treasures Collegiate. Um, 
All you got to do is listen to this episode of Beckett Radio. So if you're if you can hear my voice, you're already doing that, and you're qualified for the uh, for the giveaway. We'll post it on Twitter, and uh, you guys can get in on that uh, as a theme for the Legend Lockers interview here. Now, Craig, before I let you go, I just wanted to ask: Is there anything else you want to plug? You got some kind of big promotion coming up, or or, or wild, crazy Super Bowl prediction you want to you want to put out there, or anything like that? <laughs> well, stay tuned. Um, we will, of course, have some special theme packs coming up for the NFC champion for the championships, for the conference championships in the Super Bowl. Uh, but just stay tuned. Um, we've got some great things in the works, and, and we're really looking forward to the road ahead. Awesome. Sounds awesome. good to me. Man, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, you know what? Don't be a stranger. Let's do this again, okay? Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. It All was right. a pleasure. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. You too. This is Lisa from Never Enough Cards and Evolution Sports Marketing. I'm here with the Fatback Guys, and this is Beckett Radio. All right, man, we're back from that quick break. Coming right out of uh, Craig from Legend Lockers. What a great concept. Yeah, man, a cool dude. Yeah, a real cool guy. Yeah, man. He's been been, he obviously been around, like, setting yeah. up at the National to now designing and running this website with a kind of a unique twist to everything. Sure, and, sure. Yeah, man, I like it. I liked it a lot. Uh, like I said, I created an account, went on there, uh, messed around a little bit. He, when when I created my account, there wasn't too much on there, but like you said, they moved fast. Right, right. So I, I went back when I got the message that said, hey, we, we just put a bunch of new stuff on there. So I went and checked it out. It pretty pretty legit. Those uh, National Treasure Baseball packs he was talking about, they were nine ninety nine, and you were getting a hit out of them. And you know it, you could have got a, a low number parallel, a jersey, an autograph, something like that. But for for the everyday guy who cannot buy a box of National Treasures, yeah, for four hundred bucks, yeah, yeah a nine ninety nine hit is works for me. That's, that's straight money, right? I yeah, mean, man. I liked it. I liked the concept. You know, it's cheaper than a blaster. Yeah, cheaper <laughs> than a bla- definitely cheaper than a blaster. You're definitely getting a hit out of it. So yeah. that's cool. Works for um, me. He he offered up a twenty five dollar credit uh, to us that uh, we're going to come up with a a uh, a way to to give away. Okay. Uh, that was off air. I, I don't don't think he said that on the air, but I don't think he did. But no, that was very nice of him to so to do that. You guys stay tuned for that. We're gonna come up with a way to give away a twenty five dollar credit to uh, to legend legend lockers to uh, start building your locker. Yeah, start building your locker, man. Yeah. And I'm telling you. It's a great concept. I am having fun on there already, so I think you guys will like it as well. Uh, also, wanted to mention uh, we couldn't figure out who that who those players were on that card that we have to give away for the interview. So um, basically, 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 what is <laughs> basically, that? Basically, basically, it's an Ezekiel Elliott jersey card. The other guys are 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 just whatever it's incidental. You know? Yeah. So uh, it's no. Henry. Uh, Derek Henry, Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, and Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, National Treasures Collegiate. All some shade of red. All yes, some shade of all red. some shade of red. Uh, so you got Alabama, Wisconsin, uh, Ohio State, and where did Melvin Gordon? No, Melvin Gordon went to Wisconsin. He went to Wisconsin. It really doesn't matter because Zeke outran all three of them in one game yeah, this year. Yeah, so. Gurley went to Georgia. <laughs> so this is how we're going to give that away. Um, if you Basically, if you can hear it, just, you know what? Well, how should we do it, man? This is great podcasting. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> this is like let's uh, do it on the fly right now. Let's figure out how to give away this this card. Um, tell us, tell us where email email radio at Beckett. Okay, email radio at Beckett. Radio at Beckett dot com, and tell us where 
what two nationals he mentioned that he set up at. There you go. Craig set up at. Bam. Tell us where those are, where those were, and uh, you gotta you gotta get both of them. Yep, can't get one. Okay, give me one. I need and both. S- spell them correctly. Yeah, spell them correctly. I can't spell to begin with. So. I can't, but the the thing does it for you. Yeah, it does it for you. So that's how you that's how you're gonna enter to win this uh, this quad jersey from National Treasures Collegiate. Email radio at Beckett and tell us where what where the Nationals were that Craig set up at that he mentioned. Perfect. Perfect. Man, that was great on the fly right there. Like that? That was good. It's Almost like as good as your segues. King of the segues. Yeah. King of the king of the on the fly. Giveaways. Now, speaking of giveaways, <laughs> check that out. We failed to mention um, our fantasy basketball league last year, or last week. There's a reason why we failed to mention yeah. it. Because we are a fail. We are failing <laughs> horribly. And uh, I got to give a shout out to Zach May. What's up, Zach? Get those reps in uh, Instagram follower one rep at a time, I believe. Okay. All Get right. your reps in, dude. I see you working. I see. You. I'm not doing mm-hmm. it. Oh, heck no, man. I'm not doing I'm it. I'm working one taco, two, <laughs> yeah, taco, one ta- three, taco, four. <laughs> you ain't eating tacos. I like tacos, <laughs> Tacos are good. Uh, anyhow, uh, Zach May said, what's up, man? No fantasy talk. So, Zach, this segment is for you. This one's dedicated to you, Zach. I hope you like it. Yeah, man. I hope you like it, and you should. Because uh, everybody's just kicking our arses right now in fantasy, fantasy league. Um, are you even setting our squad? I am. Are I you? Am. Are you sure? I am. Zach May, hungry for points. Is that just, the name of our team now? No, it, it should be. <laughs> Zach May, hungry for points, just uh, just snuck by by the skin of his teeth last week. Uh, one six oh one thousand six hundred ninety seven to sixteen fifty nine. Wow, just, thirteen points. Yes. Yeah, we can buy the fight in tacos. <laughs> See tacos, all about tacos. I love it. Uh, we lost fifteen twenty four to. We got just just basted over the head sixteen sixty five. Wow. We were just we we're done, man. And Russell Westbrook again was our leading scorer, but we have nobody else on our team that that is worth the damn. Evidently, apparently not. Apparently he can't triple double every night. Yeah, he can't do it every night. Uh, team Nashville beat Big Red fifteen eighty to twelve twelve. Ew. Uh, the baby chickens. Got their butts handed to them by the Corn Belters, eighteen twenty eight to fourteen forty seven. Thunder Humper came through with a win, beating Team Strobel fifteen seventy one to twelve eighty five. Uh, Reheat six with another win, sixteen eighty four to sixteen fifty two. That was a close one. So uh, that was that was it, man. Team so who, who's leading this league? Who is leading this league? All right, let's look at the standings. Give me top three. Top three. Top three. All right. It's not us. It's not us. Not in that not heavyweight division, we'd be top three. Yeah, heavyweight division, we would be top three. Christmas Gremlins. All right. Number one. Number one. Reheat six. Steve Dalton over there just doing, just doing things. Oh, that's what happens when you're 6'6". Six, six. Uh, yeah. That's, dude, that's a tall dude. Dude. Yeah, he's a tall dude. Dude. How's and the weather up there there, Steve? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and uh, Hungry for Points, a.k.a. Zach May. Hey. Pulling it through Getting there. the bronze medal. Yeah. Now we had a December giveaway that we didn't give away. We did not. Um, we had, we had a lot going on the last last show. We or two. did. We just boom. Here's so much thing. stuff. Here's this is what I'm gonna do. Okay. Because we failed on our part to give it away. We have how many how, how many people we got in our league? Twelve. Twelve 10? people. Yeah. Out or outside of us, so we got ten people. Ten people. Everybody's getting a T-shirt. What? Panini ready ready rookie T-shirt. What? I got larges, extra larges, and mediums. All right, mediums. So, uh, all right. Speak up fast. I need your. I need your shipping address. So please email me directly. 
Eric and E R I C N at Beckett.com. Tell me that you're in the basketball league because I know who you are. I got all your names, so don't try to do it if you're not in the yeah, league. Yeah, don't try to do it. We know who you are. Uh, everybody's getting a Panini Panini shirt. All right, cool. Panini Randy Rookie shirt. These are nice, too. They are. Like oh, them. my goodness. Yeah, like my wife loves hers. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I got this sitting over here waiting to give away. And Merry Christmas, late Christmas from the Fat Packs. Yeah, man. Panini. There you go. Uh, since we failed to do what we were supposed to announce the winner, everybody's getting one. That works. Now, what are we doing for January? We got something? We got We got. We got know, something? You got something in your prize baskets so- over I got, there? I got a prize basket, but I want to see if I can do a little bit better. I want to see if I can do a little bit better. We need to hook these people up. Yeah, because I got an auto that's a nice auto sitting at my desk right now. It's number to 10. I, I, I like it. I like the player. Right. But, you know, some people are like, hey, why are you giving this away? It's a Tobias Harris. It's, it's number to 10. It's really nice. Good looking card. Yeah. But, you know, people might not care about Tobias Harris. Some people don't know who that is. Yeah, might not. I, right. I like him. He plays in Detroit. <laughs> I, think he's a good, I think he's a good player. I think he's a good giveaway. So um, I want to try to do a little bit better. But um, if I can't, that's going to be the giveaway. I got I to okay. keep searching. All right. We'll see what we can that do. That basketball section of the vault back there <laughs> that just, like, never gets go. Crickets. Crickets. Yeah, no one Crickets. ever goes to the basketball section. So, uh that's I'll go back there and look. Maybe I'll maybe I'll pair it up with something. All right, know? we'll maybe figure it out. We'll do that. We'll figure it out. Now, one I'll, from you, one from me. I'll yeah. pick something. You want to pick something? I'll pick something, and we'll do a fat pack together. Okay, a together, fat pack fat giveaway. Pack. There you go. Maybe we should make a, a mystery fat pack. Ooh, and just like five, there you go. Five, five, five cards. I don't know. That I'm works. Just throwing it out there. That's saying. work. All right. All right. So um, this is what we're gonna do. Hey, and, tw- and and let us know too. What do you guys want? Yeah. You know, when you're emailing us your uh, addresses, let us know sure. what, what do you want. Yeah, well, let us know what you want and on that giveaway. Uh, how, how are we going to do the giveaway? Who, who, wants to, who wants to pick? I picked the last one. You picked this one. Okay. Don't so make it complicated. Don't make it complicated? No. How about most blocked shots? Most blocked shots. That's a hard <laughs> stat to figure out, man. Is it? Yeah. You get, you get points for that, right? Yeah, you get points for blocks, but jeez. Uh, I hope you all got Joel Embiid and Dwight Howard on your team. Well, you know. Um, most blocked shots. Okay, we'll let that stand for now. I got to figure out how we're going to. All right, blocks. Is it too complicated? Blocks. Okay. So, Christmas hey. Gremlins, lead, uh, right now, Christmas Gremlins is re- leading that. Hey, if we want to cheat, we could do most triple doubles. So, yeah, we could we, win. We win every time. <laughs> what up, Russ? <laughs> Uh, all right, most blocked shots. Let's do it. it Russ, Russ, like you know him. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, like I know him. So, most blocked shots, Big Red right now leading the wave right there with 359 points for blocked shots. All right, so most points off of blocked shots is what we're looking for. There you go. Okay, guys, set your set your lineups. Get your big men in there. Uh, Dwight yeah. Howard. Uh, who else? I, White, Hassan Whiteside. That guy's big. Um just get Russell just Westbrook gets blocks. Yeah. <laughs> just get the tall guys. Yeah. Right. So, all right. Right now, as we speak, right now, uh, Big Red is is leading the league in block shot points with 359. Okay. So, at the end of January. We'll see where we're at. We'll see where we're at. And that's what we'll do. Sounds good. All right. So, let's talk about our next interview that's coming up. Man. This is your this is right up your alley. It's I'm my, it's my wheelhouse, man. Yeah, I'm going to introduce uh, 
I'm going to introduce him, and I'm just going to get out of the way. That's <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Um, go get a soda. Yeah, I'll, I'll be chips. back in hours. Like, you know, <laughs> so uh, joining us on the phone coming up in just a few minutes is the one of the newer members of the Beckett Radio team. Yep. He's one of our featured members this year. He is uh, the builder because he is a set builder. Is his name Bob? He's not Bob. Oh, okay, sorry. I have kids. But it's, uh, it's David Wright. David Wright. Not that David Not Wright. Not that David Wright. The other Wright. David Wright. The other one. The other David Wright. Uh, you know him from Cardboard Connection Radio, if you listen to that at all. Uh, great following. I'm, I'm going to tell you something about uh, David Wright. You can't go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. You see what I did there? Uh, honestly, genuinely one of the, the, the kindest and sweetest people I know in the hobby. Wow. That's, right. I mean, that's legit honest from Eric. He is one of the kindest and sweetest people in the hobby. And, uh, man, he's, he's got a big heart, but here's, he loves collecting, and he loves putting sets together. So uh, what, what we're going to do, is like, well, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to get out of the way, like I said. <laughs> what, what Paul and David are going to do is, is talk to you about the 1991 Topps baseball set. Uh, this evidently is just a beast to put together, right? It is if you go for like all the different variations and okay. all the different things. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's very difficult to do that if you're going for all the variations and whatnot. But this was kind of my wheelhouse when I was a kid, so I'll get into into that a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just let you two talk it out, have fun, do whatever it is that you you two are gonna do. And uh, I'm gonna, this is one that I'm gonna enjoy. You tell me all the time that when we're talking to people, you see my face light up, and uh, right, you know, <laughs> right. I just I'm having fun with it. And you can tell this is one that I'm I'm looking forward to, just getting out of the way and letting you to. I haven't been a geek in a while, so I'm gonna geek here. You're gonna geek out. Yeah. Okay. Right. Tops 91 baseball for you if you need it. I guess. Hey man, I'm a junk air geek. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right, guys. So uh, hang tight, and we'll be right back on the phone with David Wright. Not that David Wright. The other David Wright. The one you can't go wrong with. The one you can't go wrong with. All right, guys. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Joe Davis with GotBaseballCards.com, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, man. We're back from that quick break. Um, I'm excited right now. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not as excited <laughs> as you are. I'm, I'm just going to say that it's right It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. Yes, sir. Uh, we announced late last year that we're going to have some regular contributors to the show. And uh, the second week in January brings us the first regular contributor, David Wright of the New York Mets. No, just kidding. It's not that David No, not that David Wright. <laughs> uh, it's uh, David Wright, formerly of Cardboard Connection Radio. Um, we, we're bringing him on. We're, 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 we're billing him as the builder because he is a set builder extraordinaire. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about 1991 Topps Baseball. But before we get into that, David, please introduce yourself and give us a little bit of your hobby background, sir. Uh, well, let's 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 see. For those of you that uh, you know that may have forgotten or never really listen or never listened to the show, which I find it hard to believe because everybody listened to Cardboard Connection Radio. Um, but uh, I was I've been a collector since you know I was a kid, probably about 1980. 82, 83 is probably the first time I ever remember seriously collecting before. It was just buying stuff out of the gum machines when you're a kid. Um, I collected right up until I think I left the hobby around 97, uh, 98, somewhere around there. Just got kind of, you know, completely overwhelmed and disillusioned with it. 
and uh, kind of left it till about 2008, I think was uh, 2008-2009 was my first year back. Started discovering a lot of the blogs that was out there, a lot of the people that were uh, that were still doing things with the hobby. Some of the great characters that are still out there, like you know, we have uh, Chris Harris from Stale Gum. We have you know all of uh, all of the characters that are still out there. You can still find them on Twitter and all that stuff. Got really back into the hobby and enjoying it. Kind of got my toe wet with a couple a uh, couple new sets. Saw what things were like was really interested in how the boom and the bust and the slowly build back up to what we have now. Uh, production was much less than what it was back in the, uh, in the mid to late 80s and early 90s. And just started to find that, you know, I, had, I still enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed the community that is, you know, that is now, that is now accessible to everybody with a computer on the Internet. And so it just got to be fun. I started going back to nationals, going back to card shows, and I, I just, it kind of rekindled my love for collecting, and so I, I've, I've been back with it ever since, about 2008. Awesome. Now, you mentioned card shows. I, w- I want to say, I, I said this earlier in the show, but the first time you and I ever met was uh, last year at the Spring Expo, and that was the first interaction I had ever had with you. Uh, you are just Genuinely, genuinely one of the nicest and sweetest people in the hobby. I, I really enjoy our relationship. So bringing you on to Beckett Radio as a regular contributor is a is a real plus for me. I'm, I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you're making time for us because uh, your knowledge and uh, insight is it's some, it's going to be a real asset. So just thank you, sir, from from me. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, that's that's nice of you to say, and and the check is in the mail. <laughs> the check is in the mail. <laughs> nice awesome. sense of humor too. You didn't mention the sense that's of humor yeah, part. Definitely, he's quick. I got. I he's quick. That. Quick he's, like ninja. Yeah, he's very quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Toronto booth when we're when we're there together. Hey, it's rapid fire back and wow. forth. Wow, um, dude, I gotta get me to gotta get to Toronto. You man. gotta get to Toronto. I gotta get to Toronto. Um, Toronto or bust. Hashtag. David, David was uh, present with me when I just opened the worst box of. Series one hockey in the history of man. Really, David was sitting right by me. Did you not even get like five young guns or six no, young it, guns? It was. Oh, I got six young guns. Three of them were. Oh, doubles. you got six young guns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David was sitting right beside me when that happened, and the running joke for the rest of the show, but mainly for the rest of the night, was that box was so bad. Insert joke here, and it went wow on and on and on. It was a great night. It was a great, a lot of fun. That's enough yeah, about if, that. If I hadn't, if I had not seen that box opened in person, if I had only heard about it, I never would have believed it. And half the people we told about that box did not believe it because yeah. I, I, I had no idea a box that bad could have existed. It was bad. Wow, was dude. Bad. That's crazy. If that box were a Bruce Springsteen song, it'd be like on something <laughs> on the side B. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Shot at Bruce. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a bad, bad, bad thing. All right. Um, we've introduced you. We've set you up for people who might not know who you are. But now is the time for me just to, just to get out of the way. I'm going to let you talk about 1991 Tops uh, baseball. Break it down for us. What's it all about? As you know, like 19, 1991 Tops was Tops' 40th anniversary. So they were going to try and do something with this set, and they had, they had, they had started with photography. The photography in the set really changed 
and they were starting to do things that were really different because they had to. There were people coming into uh, in the card production now that hadn't been in there. You had the Don Rushes, you had the Fleers, you had the Upper Deck coming in. So now they had to do something. They could no longer, quote-unquote, dial it in. So they changed photography, and they changed design of the set. No longer did you have, I don't know if you remember the 19, uh, 1990 set, but you had really god-awful solid color borders. Uh, that Those were with, bad. They, they were bad, and then you had the card backs were like this urine yellow. Yes, they were. And it was, it was, they, it was a bad, it was a bad set. So when 91 came out and when these cards first started hitting, people were, people were blown away. You had not just your standard pitchers, pitching, batters, hitting, fielders, fielding. You all of a sudden had pose shots. Yep. You had, you had photos from, you know, really professional photographers and photos that were set up, photos that were designed to display the player as they were. They, everybody remembers the iconic Wade Boggs with the with the big clouds behind him. Wade, as you know, as as big as he was, this photo made it all that much better. You had the Sports Illustrated cover of the uh, Benito Santiago card, yes, where you know he's kind of on the ground looking up at a foul. You had these creative photos, and all of a sudden, it it just made for a better set. But what you also had with 1991 that, that later was to be discovered, this was, this was a set that Tops took a lot of care with. And so when they found mistakes in this set, they really wanted to fix them because they wanted this to be, this was the first, I guess, big anniversary set that they had done. They had a promotion where they took their, they took previous cards from the previous 40 years and randomly inserted into these things and the larger cards had redemption cards in them. Yep, I remember those. But with the print run of this set, and we'll get into that later, with the print run of this set, it was nearly impossible to find those cards, but that was the gimmick, that was the hook for this set, was you had people buying this because not only could they get, packed, or could they get cards from 1991, they could conceivably get cards from 1952. They could conceivably get cards from 1965, from 77, all previous 40 years. And they could conceivably get cards from 1990, which blew my mind. But anyway. That's, right, that's yeah, nobody totally wanted to get that story. back. <laughs> yeah, that's a totally different story. Um, but as this set aged, um, people started finding that, yeah, there were plenty of errors in this set that Top fixed. They fixed it early, but then there were errors upon errors. And so when they did an early fix, then they had to do a later fix, and they did a better fix. So the mammoth proportion that this set provides to master set collectors, in my mind, makes this the last great set to collect if you're a completist uh, for set collectors. And, and it's, it's, it's attainable. It's not a gimmicked-up set. It's not one where they purposefully you know, changed a card, purposely withheld a card, purposefully numbered it, purposely made it, that the insert ratio was ridiculous. These were just mistakes that people have discovered. And so they said, well, I need the regular Carlton Fisk, and then I need the one that's changed. I need the regular Cal Ripken, and I need the one that's changed. I need, you know, and there's, I, th I think at last total, there's got to be at least 
60 to 75 variations. Oh, every bit um, of that, yes. On on this on this uh, on this list, and it's 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 a monster to to attempt, but you know it's it's one of those fun things that it gives you something to do when you're not collecting the latest new thing. It gives you something to do at a when you hit a card show, go through, ask somebody, and it's funny to get the look on their faces when you ask them, "Do you have any 1991 tops?" Right, I can imagine. I haven't done that in a while, but I can imagine the looks that, that people would give you. Yeah, for sure. So it's you know it was it was a it it's it's a it's kind of a set that keeps reinventing itself every so often. I mean, there's there's websites that are dedicated to this set, and you know I'm, I'm sure most people in the know um, have already checked out. Uh, there's a site, Junk Wax Gems, that keeps track of all of the stuff from the '91s. But if if you're not familiar with it, by all means, go check it out and. The information that is compiled about this set is also one of the things that drew me back to collecting. It's it's very communal. The way this information is now traded back and forth with people, or you know, updated on this site through uh, message boards, through Twitter, through email, through everything. This is what I like about collecting. This is what I missed about collecting was the collegial aspect of collecting and how you know how it's it's a very group focused kind of thing. You're not alone anymore. And that, that is absolutely true. And I'm going through this. I'm actually looking at the list now that from, from Junk Wax Gems. And um, the, ex, the extent that people have gone to, to even where the 40th anniversary sweepstake insert game card has different variants. And they talk about them on this list. And that's, that's pretty cool right there. That, they, yeah, that, they, that people have taken. Into, yeah, people. Yeah, you get into the numbers. So let's, uh, we can talk about the numbers. For example, I've read, I've read estimates that uh, people are, you know, I don't know how substantiated these are, but it, for 1991, these numbers sound about correct. That they figure um, there was, I think, between 3.5 and pretty close to, I think around 3.5 million uh, cards produced. Now, that's 3.5 million cards produced of every card in the set. Wow. Times 792. <laughs> so, that is a 792-card set with about 3.5 million editions of each card, which for those of you that are good at math, and uh, you know some of us are, some of us aren't, Eric, that's several billion cards. And when, when you total that out, and that's where I was talking about the insertion ratio of these, these cards that you can, that you can actually pull, you start to get an idea of just how tough this was. Now, that three billion goes over all aspects. So there was hobby packs reduced. There was grocery store packs reduced. There were retail packs reduced. There were jumbo packs reduced, uh, produced. All of that, all of that stuff took up that number. But it still gives you an idea of how much was printed. And I honestly think, that as the joke goes, 1987 tops is by far the most produced set. I think this may give, 1991 Tops may give it a run for its money. For sure. I mean, those are staggering numbers. I mean, even myself, when I was talking to Eric, I was telling him some stories off air. I opened between 48 and 50 boxes of the product, and I was getting it at Price Club off a pallet for $12.99 a box. Yeah, I mean, and those yeah, pallets at those super, you know, Price Club, Sam's, you know, places were ginormous. I don't even know how many fit on a pallet, but I feel like I opened a pallet 
of, of this stuff. Yeah, and I I'm, never I'm got one of the, uh, I never got an original same, reprint card. Yeah, and the same, and the same time back then, I was, you know, we, were, you were opening boxes and packs and packs and packs, and you, re, you know, that that hasn't even exhausted. You can you can go to card shows today, you can go to the national, and you can still find pallets of this stuff. It's amazing. I have one box I kept. It was so iconic in my life. I have one box that I have in a, in a and just kind of thrown away with the rest of my stuff. Downstairs. <laughs> oh my goodness. We should do a box break. Let's do, <laughs> do it. a box break. Let's do yeah, a box exactly. break. We Bring him back vintage. These cards. Let's yeah. go, let's go. We're in Toronto. Let's go up there and do a box break with David Wright, 91 tops. Absolutely, man. Pull that chipper rookie. I'll, I'll bring a box and we'll look for some of these variations. <laughs> that works. Yeah, we'll get our get our glasses out, man. Make sure we get our magnifying glass to try to find some of them. So, uh David, I I have, I am a novice to this at all. I I don't know much about it. Um, I know this is the desert, the desert shield set that uh, everybody seeks out. You know, the, the, they had the special cards for the soldiers over in Iraq at the time. But what? Correct. Outside of that, like, what's the top one, two, or three cards that you know collectors hunt down out of this? Uh, for the like, based on the errors and variation, there's really there's there's three cards okay. that that tend to be. Uh, I guess you would call the the golden eggs or the 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 ones that people need or want to have. And there's the Doug Drabeck, um, and his variation is a different colored border. Um, and so it was caught very early in the run. So the variations are few and far between. And so when they come up, those car- those cards can still you know they'll still garner fifty, sixty. Even close to a hundred bucks on eBay. Wow! I can't remember the. I think the last Drayback I saw sold was about a year and a half ago, and it it was. Uh, I think it topped out around seventy five, eighty bucks. That's crazy. That is crazy. Ninety one tops. Ninety one tops. <laughs> wow! Yeah, for ninety one tops. Um, the other one that's uh, that's really hard to find, and there's multiple variations of it, is the uh, Dennis Martinez, and this was one where. This you know this is this is your classic fix on these cards where when when the first when the first photo happened um, the way the picture was done with the Topps 40th anniversary logo um, his or sorry not Dennis Martinez Oil Can Boyd he played for the Expo so I had Expos on the brain <laughs> Oil Can Boyd so the first photo released was his hand was blocking out part of their uh, 40th anniversary logo. So somebody decided they didn't want that, so they changed it, and so they did a little, um, probably was just like a Sharpie marker or whatever, and they, they colored it in to try and match it, not be his arm, but it still looked like the flag, so I think it's like a, like a pinkish hue to the part that would have been covered. Yeah, they tried to like airbrush it or something. Yeah, and then somebody saw that and thought, well, that doesn't look very good. So they changed it again, and then they just put, it's just a little black border now. I, I so honestly the, was sitting here thinking you were going to say that they gave him Jim Abbott's hand. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's awful. That would that would be an awesome rare card if you have the Jim Abbott two-hand card. Oh, oh man. Man. That would be a mistake. <laughs> Go ahead, number three. <laughs> and uh, number th- number three, the one that I find is the uh, is the Mark Witten, and it's the it's the same deal where it's the the photo was originally cropped where the player was over top of the border. So I think it's his it's one of his batting hands um, is over top of the uh, the border, 
and they changed it halfway through, I don't know, maybe early on in production. Usually these changes were early on when they caught them. Um, so then most of the cards you'll find is with Mark Witten's hand behind the border. Oh, but okay. if you see one with Mark Witten's hand in front of the border, you know you've got one of the, uh, the early change, the corrected errors. And when it comes to error cards, that's kind of the big thing about them. If there's an error and people notice it and no changes are made, then it just becomes, you know, an interesting story, something different. But when they make the change, and if they make the change early enough on, and if they make the change a number of times, that's when you're going to get into people suddenly want these cards, um, and, you know, they, they have to have them if they're a completist, if they're doing a master set. And that's where you'll get the value. The weird value in these cards is if it's a rare change early on and somebody has it, you know, for, for whatever reason, the completists need those cards, so that's, that's what keeps the, the numbers high on these cards. But once, once everybody gets them and has them, that's when, you know, when you'll see a plateau. But I think there's still enough people out there that love this set that, uh, you know, they want to complete it, they want to make a master, so they'll drop 100 bucks on the uh, Oil Cam Boyd card. Clearly. I mean, I can't think of another Doug Drabeck card or Oil Cam Boy card that would be go for anywhere near that kind of money. With all the with all the one of ones and autographs and stuff they have now, that's that's amazing to me. Yeah, and the, and that's what I guess what I like about this set too is none of these were intentional. They didn't say, Okay, you know what, we're gonna release fifty cards with um Mark Witten's hand in front and then we'll change it and then we'll we'll release the rest of them and you know, people will find that and then they're gonna want that. I mean they didn't they didn't gimmick the setup that way with errors where, you know, other companies other companies have done that in the past and currently. Yeah, but, I mean um, Yeah, I mean nowadays you get the um I mean nowadays they actually print you know, when we get the checklist for the products, they even tell you what the photo variations are, you know, and that's it kinda sure. takes a little bit of the fun out of it, you know. Yep. Now Another variation on this set, another interesting one. Have you ever heard uh, or read reference to what they call the glowbacks? No, I don't think so. Okay. There is a variation in printing on this card, and it just happened to be, don't know why it happens. Somebody just randomly discovered this. Um, but if you put the cards under a black light, okay. Remember those, remember those posters from the 70s and 80s where you would have it would be like a it'd be like a black velvet with these like weird like fluorescent colors that if you turned on a black light the poster would glow. Yeah, hippie posters. That's what I call them. <laughs> hippie posters. Yeah, hippie posters. Exactly. Well, there are certain cards that were done in the set. Don't know how it happened. Don't know why it happened. But if you put them under a black light, the red, pink, pinkish red ink on the back uh-huh. will glow. Who and in the world figured that one out? Who has I, a black light? Who knows? Somebody, <laughs> a lo- some, somebody figured this out. But yeah, if you put them, uh, if you put them under a black light, you'll notice that the uh, the logo, the Topps 40th anniversary logo on the back, and the pinkish red border, glows. And if you find ones that are not glow, it it will not, and you'll you'll notice a complete difference. Man, I gotta check that out. I'm gonna open some packs today and figure that out. You have just there peaked, you have just piqued Paul's interest, sir. <laughs> so how many how many car is there a checklist for that? Is there do you know how many there are of those? Um, I don't. I've I've never seen a complete um, checklist for the glowbacks. It's once again probably just still a uh, a work in progress. Um, not sure if it's a complete uh, a complete set, 
but there are i would i would tend to in in my wishful imagination i would tend to think there is an entire complete glow back set uh, because you've also got the um if you compare the backs of the cards you'll see that some of them are lighter print and darker print so you've got the bold logo and then you've got a lighter logo right right you got all these different variations different times of print runs you know, whatever, whatever they went through, somebody decided to do this, but you've got all these different variations. So now you can look for the oil can void with the hand over the flag, but is it a glow back? Is it a bold back? Is it a light back? So, you know, that's, you've got all different combinations of the set. This is like the first original rainbow set. You, know, you talk about getting your rainbow, now you yeah. can get like 14 different oil can voids out of the set. Well, exactly, and not even to mention the different versions. Like, you know, Eric mentioned earlier, the Desert Storm. Right. Which was, that was probably one of one of the very first um, kind of variation sets that were purposefully done, um, done in the best of intentions, but probably not done or implemented in the best of ways. Because uh, a lot of the cards, when they did those sets, I think there was, we talked about about three and a half million um, prints of each card in the regular set. I think when they did the uh, Desert Storm, I believe I heard the print run was around 5,000. Oh, wow. So it's, it's much less. A lot of that stuff was shipped overseas um, so that, you know, they figured they could, they could distribute them on the bases and, uh, you know, and, and the service personnel would have them. Um, unfortunately... Most of them uh, were sent too late because a lot of the troops came back. Yeah, they did. They sure did. And uh, and so that stuff got burned you know, up in an oil field. <laughs> yeah, and and so a lot a lot of those stuff may have just got left over there. Some of them they may have tried to ship them back. So you know that helped in the rarity of those. Um, it also helped in the rarity that um, you know that. Service people didn't want them, so that's how they got into the hobby. They just sold them off. Yeah, right, they were, right. right. They, were, they were ration sets. I forget I forget how many boxes or packs they were rationed, but that stuff was rationed out. Uh, those Desert Storm cards got so popular because they were so rare that, and this is how you can tell in our hobby when something's popular, is if it gets faked. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, there are counterfeit uh, Desert Storm cards out there. But if you do your research and look on these sites um, and, and just, you know, even Google Desert Storm tops fake, there's plenty of far more intelligent people out there than me that have that'll tell you how to spot these fakes, what to look for, um, just, you know, just so you don't get caught because while they are rare, you know, there's still players out there. You've got the, I guess, the biggest card in this set, uh, if you're talking rookie-wise, would be the Chipper Jones. Chipper. Right. Yeah, everybody knows Chipper. That, yep. That's good. That's going to be that's going to be the card that everyone says. Yes, this is the top rookie card of this set. Is the Chipper Jones. So if you're a Chipper Jones fan and you want to chase down that Desert Storm, do your research, do your due diligence, read about what the fakes are, and keep that in mind when you're looking for one. Yeah, and they're also very condition sensitive. Obviously, talking about oh, absolutely overseas and back and back and forth. I mean, you get some yeah, of these that just, are in good just shape. Think, just think when you fly when you fly somewhere, how something in your luggage gets damaged, and just think trying to ship five thousand or six thousand boxes of this stuff. 
Right. And back then they didn't, you know, back then it wasn't that long ago, but like there wasn't the care that's taken now. You know, we, we send oh, cards all over not. the place and we got them in that's bubble right. mailers and 14 pieces of cardboard and all this other stuff when we send something overseas. So, yeah, I can imagine that they, they probably showed up, you yeah. know, bent in half and rag corners and stuff like that. So, Absolutely. But, yeah, this, this, this set for even, you know, even if it's something that somebody just wants to uh, – it's it's a it's a big beast to tackle, but you know, like I said, it's it's one of those things where it's just it's just fun to kind of revisit it every so often, um, and people are willing to part with monster boxes of this stuff for nothing. And it's a haystack. You can dig through this haystack, but you you can definitely you can definitely come out with something. And let's face it, this is why I collect. I don't I don't collect. To fund my retirement, I don't collect to, you know, to put the card A away, hoping it's going to be worth twenty thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars. I don't care about that stuff. I collect because I want it to be fun. I want it to be interesting, and for me, variations and errors and monster sets like this, this is the most interesting thing to me. Yeah, this you brought so much more knowledge to the that I even knew about this set. This was just a big deal for me as a, when I was a kid because I was starting to do shows in high school, and this was right in the heyday where I was putting sets together and selling them. And you know, you could actually put a hand collected set together back then and actually sell it to somebody, and actually somebody wanted to buy it. It was amazing how that worked back then. <laughs> yeah, and so just think you've you've done the honor of giving somebody that oil can void card. Yes, probably hundreds of them <laughs> through <it. laughs> off my Price Club palette box purchases that I made. There you um, go. Back in the day, but um, yeah, and we used to have my dad and I. We had three or four monster boxes of all this ninety-one tops in order, and every time we buy a box, we just start pulling more sets from there and just keep pulling sets and lists and. Man, it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun back then doing that. But, yeah, man, all the, those packs. Most of, these, mo- most of these variations, that's how they come about because there are people that have monster boxes, so, so they will have 30, 40, 50 versions of the same card. And when they go through it and look, they're like, they notice the difference. Right, right. You know, you've got people that research the set and look for the difference. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's one of those niches in, in the hobby that, you know, that I kind of, that this is why I collect, this is what I love. And it, ju- it just makes it more interesting for me to collect than to just wait, you know, for the next, for the next big thing to drop and then, you know, see what's next. Right. This is always something you can come back to. Right. Speaking of the next big thing to drop, that's going to be lunch for Paul and I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, but before we go, though, I have to ask, so how far are you on your 91 top set? Uh, my 91 master? Yeah, your master set. Uh, I'm, well, I'll put it this way. I'm still sorting out monster boxes because I, I about, what was it, about a year ago, I emptied out um, a guy's garage that I met. And so I took, I want to say close to a guesstimate. I took about 2 million cards off of them. Okay. And there is some 1991 tops. Uh, in there that I found, um, I've already found some variations from it. But I'm about, I think I'm about seventy-five percent done. Okay. Uh, of my set, and I I do not own any of the big three. Oh, all right, all right. No, I do not own any of the big three, but I do have, I do have a box full of Toronto Blue Jays team sets that were also put out by Tops, and that's that's another thing in this production. Don't forget, team sets were produced. That's right. They so did. They did the team sets. They, they hung those. 
I've got a box probably with about 100 Blue Jays team sets that I have to go through to see if the Mark Witten is in there. Ah, well, there you go. Well, best of luck with that. Yeah, best of luck with that. Now, uh, <laughs> I know that you get, you got you to gotta run. We're up against it, too, so we're going to have to get out of here. Um, thanks for coming on, dude. Paul's face. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. This is, this is, fun. This is fun. I, re- I really enjoy this, and, you know, let's, let's do it again soon sometime. Well, we're going to definitely do it. You are our regular guy, uh, second week of the month, so I guess you'll be on – Super Bowl week? Is that right? Yeah, Super Bowl week or Valentine's Day week. Depending yeah, on which way you want to look at it. Well, there you yeah. go. <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. And uh, we're going to do it again. And Paul's lit up like a, like a Christmas tree. Man, man. i got to go home and sort <laughs> through my <laughs> stuff, man. He's, he's I got good. I got a set at home, and I've got an unopened box that might not be unopened for too yeah, long. There you, there, go. You, there you go, kids. But go go buy your 1991 tops. There All you right. go. Guys. All right. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Thanks, Take care. Guys. Bye-bye. This is Scott Sargent from WFNY, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, man, we're back from that quick break. Uh, I don't know what to say other than I'm just kind of shocked and amazed. I didn't know all that about 91 Tops. That's that's absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. I know I don't PC a whole lot of things, but I might be changing the (laughs) way I think about things, man. I got got thinking, what in the world, man, like a, a set? With a wax stain on every card. Sure. Like, I wonder if that's even possible. But Maybe. you know what? I, I want to see if someone's done it. You know, as we were going, as we as we hung up and uh, um, Mr. Wright was telling us as he was getting off the phone, he was, he was trying to do the, the gum stain. Right, the gum stain. Yeah, that's crazy. I'll tell you what, man. That That's all you. I'm glad that he came on and talked about that. You were lit up like a Christmas tree. You yeah, were man. happy. So that's cool. That's good stuff. I'm, it's nice when you're this big to actually, you know, so you're big as a Christmas tree. You <laughs> as big as a Christmas tree. There. Yeah. You look like a Christmas tree. <laughs> it, you know, you f- you smell like I don't. I would hate to smell like a Christmas tree. That's bad. All man. piney and man. Just one bad. day I'll tell you what we did with a little bit of Christmas tree spray. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was kind of fun. I don't. I have a feeling I don't want to know. No, probably not. Yeah. But uh, neither did that poor other guy. But it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. This is uh, Beckett Whatevs, and uh, we are actually waiting for one Mr. Bill Dumas. To join us in the room here because uh, he wants to give you guys a little uh, a little industry summit preview, sneak peek, a little sneak peek of what's coming at the uh, uh, at the industry summit. To be honest with you, I don't even know. You don't know. I got nothing. You got nothing. I, that's, um, that's usually the case, but I really have nothing on this. If, uh, but if the words on. the fat packs are not are going to be there, are going to yeah. come out of his mouth. Yeah, I'm going to call it a good segment. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic <laughs> segment. It's going to be kind of a big deal. Yeah, it'll be, it will be kind of a big deal. Now, uh, Industry Summit is in Vegas this year. Whew. You ever been to Vegas? Nah, man. No? I hear they got hockey. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah now, now they do. <laughs> uh, I've never been to Vegas either. Nice. I've never wanted to go to Vegas. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've ever. I mean, other than the, the lore and the luster that you see on TV. That, sure. Yeah, maybe I'll go check it out one I'm, day. The buffets are calling my name. Well, that, yeah, I wasn't going to go there, but yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Vegas is... Uh, but since you know what, since late last year, I, I, I guess the middle of the year last year, Vegas has been on my radar. Vegas has been on our collective radar. Right. And um, I'm hoping that that is something that comes to fruition. I gotta sneeze. Bless you. I, I really gonna sneeze here. All right, sneeze. Gonna not sneeze. One, two, three, and not sneezing. All okay, right, good I got it out of the way. Good, that's all right. I held my meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, yeah. So we're he's gonna come in and talk about Vegas. He should be in here just shortly. So we'll give you some filler until he gets in here. Uh, speaking of filler, I saw I saw an article this morning. Funko Pop is 
like got some big news coming. That's crazy. Looking to go public or sell. That's yeah. That's a, that didn't see it coming. Obviously, I don't know too much about that that side of things. But yeah. man, it could be big. It could it could be real big. Uh, as a collector slash seller of Funko Pops, would you be worried if they did sell? Not necessarily. No. They, as long as you, I guess it just depends on who they sold to. You sure. Know, if they sold to to Joe Blow off the street who wants to come in and change things and, and do whatever. They just need to sell to somebody that realizes that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, right. So I, I understand um, that. I also worry sometimes if, if they don't have too many licenses because they have a lot. They have a ton. Yeah. And I understand why. They're trying to appeal to the masses. Sure. Um, you know, talking to Matt, who's obviously our Funko expert here, Matt Bible, you know, he was just saying how they need to kind of mix it up a little bit, maybe do the chases a little different, sure. maybe do some, some harder to get ones and – and maybe they're populating it a little too much on some level, uh, kind of like, <laughs> kind of like the baseball card industry has gone through these waves of you know plethora of three point three point five million cards of each one in the set. You know, maybe sure. they need to to pull the reins back a little pull bit to kind of kind of get the frenzy going. You know, keep keep it alive, keep it going, and give some people to actually chase after. Yeah, that's a. Uh it's an interesting concept what they do over there because they do have so many licenses and there's so many releases. And then every time, you know, annually you have, the, you know, the New York City Comic Con, the San Diego Comic Con, and, right. you know, the, the Buxton, Mississippi Comic Con. You know, just shout you, out the Buxton. <laughs> you got so many different cons and they have so many different specific releases for these things. And, you know, that it's a hard chase for collectors. Um, it is. I mean, you know, I don't know how many Batman, Superman ones they have, but I feel like there's just like a ton sure. of those. You sure. know? And I guess what I like about them is the price points there. Right. You know, when you start talking about collecting something, I mean, a lot of these, you know, you collect cards, a lot of the packs are 10 $15 for just normal packs. And then you're talking like some of the boxes are 50 to to $100 and you get four or five cards. And at least these are in that 10 to 20 to $25 range for most of them when you're at retail. Um, going to get them yeah you know yeah. obviously some of the chase figures are more but i feel like they're a little bit more almost affordable to collect yeah on some almost all, yeah I, I see what you're saying there unless yeah. you're unless you're buying them from dizzy directly yes and uh well you disney know. makes them forty five hundred dollars yes not really i don't know if that's true no it's not, but not quite true but it's uh th- there is a markup there a little bit a little bit why is buying things at at theme parks so damn expensive i don't know man they it's just, like buying food at an airport yeah. yeah, or on a plane. On a plane. Oh my gosh! The last time I was on a plane, I t- I was hungry. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's a, a give it. Man, you were hungry it. five minutes ago. I was. I was. But you know, paying four dollars for a bag of M and M's. Sure. I was like, give me two. Oh. <laughs> give me two. <laughs> give me two M and M's. Like, uh. so I could pay like twenty cents. <laughs> Freaking, that's, that's nuts, man. The, the airport food is is extremely expensive it as is. well. Buying like bought bought a tuna fish sandwich at a Chicago at the. Chicago O'Hare Airport. Uh-huh. Why I was buying tuna fish in Chicago is beyond me. Yeah, I was I was gonna leave it alone. But uh, you know, it, it was late. It wasn't a lot going on. Needed a tuna sandwich. Thirteen dollars. Turns out tuna's very rare in Chicago. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> very rare. Tuna's ninety nine cents everywhere. It's, <laughs> everywhere else on every store store shelf you can ever find. But thirteen dollars. Thirteen dollars in, in Chicago O'Hare. Awesome. Man, that's nuts. All right. Good deal. We are still waiting on Mr. Dumas. We're going to just keep giving you filler until he gets here. Yeah, man. Sounds good. Um, so what 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 do you what do you think about I'm uh, I'm excited about this weekend, man. Yeah, what's I mean, going on this on, weekend? We're li- I mean, we live in Dallas. Yeah. I don't like the Cowboys. Everybody knows that. Right. Green Bay's coming to town. Yeah. I don't like them either, but 
I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, you know. I'm glad you brought this up okay. because because uh, you like talking sports. Oh, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott was in a car accident. He was, and I, you know, I don't wish ill upon yeah. him, and that's I'm glad he was okay. Everybody involved seemed to be right. okay. I love that he said I, I've I've taken harder hits. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, um, he's given harder hits. Yeah, let's be sure, honest. He certainly has. <laughs> um, one of the dumbest things. I, I cannot stand people's sports fandom right. on social media. It it just it drives me mad. It does. It absolutely drives me mad. I would rather folks I've seen it. Yes. <laughs> I would rather I'd rather talk fantasy football on Monday mornings with Justin Gruner and, and then then listen to or having to see somebody's sports fandom on on a social media page. Specifically Facebook. Right. Uh, as I was perusing Facebook yesterday, I would rather talk politics oh. than talk. Oh God, I hate it so much. Um, you need to break down the walls in your life. I do, or I build need, them up, depending on which side you're on. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw the dumbest thing I could you could probably possibly think of. At least to me, it was stupid because it Not was on Facebook. It, it was the lowest common denominator. Um, it was the the announcement of the accident, right? Right. And a sketch drawing of the pe- of the person who hit Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. You want to guess who the sketch was of? I have no idea. Aaron Rodgers. Nice. That was the dumbest. That damn. is dumb. Oh, so that dumb. That is dumb. Mr. But this is not a good segue to go <laughs> yeah. from that is dumb to hey, it's Mr. Dumas. But it is Mr. Dumas. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Dumas. it's all good. Mr. Dumas joining the radio program hasn't been here in six months. Yeah, it's been a minute. And it's been better for your listeners. No. No, no, we, no. Everybody no. loves you, Mr. Dumas. Yeah. Uh, you wanted to come in and give us a preview of the industry summit because, you know, that, coming that's coming up. It's, it's right around the corner, really. Yep, yep. I mean, a couple months yeah. uh, from uh, April 2nd to the 5th. Okay. We're back in Vegas. Back in Vegas. No offense to Hawaii, but thank God we're back in Vegas. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, there you go. We're going to be at the Flamingo, actually. Okay. Ah. So, you know, down on the strip, have a little bit of fun, a little bit of, you know, good times and good learning. Um, as, a, as a large person, my first question is, is the buffet good at the Flamingo? I have not had it, but I will, I will definitely give you a report on it if you're not there to enjoy it yourself. Okay. That's, that was the okay. other thing is, are we going to hear the fat packs are going to be there? I think there's a need for the presence of the fat pack. I think I so, really too. Do. I don't, maybe only one pack, maybe both. What packs? You know, mini fat pack. A mini you know, fat There's pack. always options uh, to join the fat packs there. Um, maybe a medium pack. There, exactly. A schmedium pack? I don't know about schmedium. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely, a little... Definitely more medium to, to on the large side. Okay, all right. <laughs> Good deal, man. <laughs> I can, I Good deal. Between now and then. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, you should. Have a cheeseburger. <laughs> or do you have a gluten intolerance? I do not. Okay, we can get him extra hefty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I'm being what, replaced right in front <laughs> of my eyes. <laughs> what are we looking at at the industry summit? What's this you're going to bring? Well, I mean, the, the good thing is, is we're going to have a focus on sports cars. Okay. It's going to have a heavy focus, actually, on autographs and other items like that, memorabilia, stuff of that nature. Um, it's going to focus on fun. All right. The, you know, oriented again around, as always, the learning, you know, what things can you do to make your business better? What things can we help you with? And okay. what things are we doing wrong? Uh, and when I say we, I'm talking about the industry as a whole. Okay. What things can we do to make dealers and retailers' lives better? And the collectors in the end. All right. Hey, you know what? It sounds like what the industry summit is, but here's the thing. I know 
uh, Bill Dumas's finger is going to be on this, so it's going to be probably escalated just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little something going in the back that might, you know, yeah. might make things a little bit different. You know, I've always got something on my sleeve. I, yeah. He does. <laughs> Whether he's wearing short sleeves or long sleeves. <laughs> you never know. You never know. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say names or anything, but we are working on some things to make some experiences okay. available to the people that come out to the event. All right. Um, the fact that uh, <laughs> right now makes me concerned. Um, but basically, I mean, good, you know, positive family-oriented experience. Yes. Oh, there we go. Okay. No. We're keeping it clean. That's right. I looked at Eric. That's the problem. That's, that's always the problem. Yeah. Um, so there'll be some things like that that we'll be doing. Um, maybe some autograph okay. opportunities. Maybe some, you know, experiences with to meet celebrities that you may not already have done. We're not sure of the exact scenarios yet, but we've got a bunch of stuff like that working. We've been focusing actually a little bit more on the seminars, the things you can learn, the different companies that will come out and share opportunities with those companies. A lot of stuff involving selling online uh, to help the stores, you know, expand their sales, you know, base and their customer base. Sure. Uh, we'll be doing some stuff on the, uh, the Beckett side of things as well as far as uh, services we can offer, services we can help with. Obviously, the, uh, the big manufacturers will all be, you know, out that way. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll have a presence from, from everybody that's, you know, got opportunities for the dealers to work with. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. You working on some like promos, some giveaways, things like that as well? There'll be some different items either offered by the uh, show itself or even by potentially manufacturers like, like in years past. Okay. Very cool. And then we're looking to always add something new, a new, new wrinkle to the, uh, to the event. Awesome. Radio show. Radio show. Yeah. yeah. Radio Podcast. Show. I mean, it's good. You know, <laughs> we can have it where the radio show could be where... Different shop owners and, and dealers can get a chance to uh, to sit down with you guys and talk for a couple minutes and, and then wonder why they waste their time. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Very awesome. awesome. So it's a Mike wow. Fruitman special. It, it, everything's a Mike Fruitman special. Wow. <laughs> I would actually love to have Mike on. I've, I've, we've had Mike on, but it's been a while, so getting yeah. Mike back on would be pretty cool. All right, man. Is there anything else you want to add to that? Uh, that's. I mean, again, keep watching the website for more information. There's a lot of stuff happening right now with the uh, the planning side of things and getting okay. everything ironed out. Again, April second to the fifth at the Flamingo. Um, I'll be there, and and really, that's a reason to avoid it. But <laughs> there will be people there that are worth talking. to. That's right. very cool. So give us that website. Um, it is actually going to be via the Beckett.com website. Okay, so on the ve- okay, I didn't know if there was a okay. I got so you. That's cool. Separate uh, direct URL, but I can get that uh, get that to you later. So Perfect. Footnote to add. I want I want to give Tracy a shout out here. Uh, Tracy is a, a a very little known commodity in this in this company, but she so, keeps us all together. Yes, yeah. she she puts all this stuff together, and knowing that she's going to have her hand on it as well is going to be. Uh, very beneficial to everyone who comes. I, I can it, assure you it'll that. It'll be very organized. With Tracy in the mix and, and basically running that side of things, she's going to be at the table, organized. Everything's going to be set and good to go, and, and it should be very smooth. We are also introducing, one thing I will add, we are introducing a little liaison uh, ah. type of thing to the event this year. There will be individuals there from Beckett. Um, you have problems. You have questions. You're going to have a contact number. And those individuals are going to be available to help you at any time where you don't have to necessarily go to the front table to get answers. We'll have the staff there individually ready to help everybody. Well, there you go. Sounds good to me. That sounds like a plan. Basically, you guys are going to have jobs. Oh, that's nice. fine. Real work, Real work to do. That's work. That's all right. So we'll work during the day, work the buffet at night. We're good. <laughs> We're good. Like, right. We're, good. We're doing good. Done. <laughs> all right. Uh, since you're sitting in front of us and before we get off the, we get off the uh, air here, I... 
we've given Super Bowl predictions, but you're here, so we got to get yours. I I know you're you're Dang. Chiefs are in it. He didn't even finish letting yeah, you talk. It's like Kansas City, whoever else. And all right, so you're going Kansas City. It'll be Kansas City, and I think Atlanta actually. Okay. I hate to say that. I mean, I'm not a Cowboy fan. My son's a Packer fan, but it, it's going to be Atlanta. Okay. Um, I think if they can beat Seattle's defense coming up here this weekend, yeah. which they will, there's no doubt they'll they'll go all the way. I like how. Like just assure of it, he is. He's he is like, it, like that is fact. <laughs> for me, is Kansas City can cover Julio Jones. Yeah, and that's all that matters. Okay. That's true. They can. That's all that matters. They can. All right. All right. So Bill Dumas is on record with Kansas City, Atlanta. Now I have Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you do. I do. You do. I do. You I, I I I haven't given that that side of things. I have them I have playing. Them, I have them winning it yeah. first time since the Super Bowl four. There you go. It's been a while. I have them playing played Green played the Bay in the Super Bowl. <laughs> that wasn't Who was it? That was Oh, it was Minnesota. Was that friend? Packers uh, Chiefs. Yeah, that's right. So, no, <laughs> I have them playing the Packers in the Super Bowl. You know that would be great. I'm pretty sure there'd be a lot of hostility at my house. Probably, uh, yeah, probably. Probably be some broken items like the year the Green Bay played uh, Pittsburgh. Ah, uh, my dad and my son wasn't pretty. Wasn't pretty. Wasn't pretty. It's like the old, the, you know, that I called the old man out type of thing going on. Oh, uh, nice. All right, man. Good well, deal. Bill, that's it. Thanks. That's all, I have That's all right, man. Right. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for sharing with us. Uh, I'll see you again in six months. Yeah, six. National. Yeah, national. National, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Paul, you got anything on our way out? Man, I'm good. All right, man. I'm good, man. It's been a show. We've it's had been three guests, big time deal. We're good. Thanks for joining us this week, and until next week, just keep listening. Cue the Drake.